You're listening to Welcome to Marvel Makeup. I'm Quincy. And I'm Kay. And this is a podcast where I teach Quincy a little bit about Marvel. And I teach Kay a little bit about makeup. Watch out. There are MCU spoilers ahead. Spoiler alert. And today, our guest is an actress and improviser. You can see her work in Black Monday and Adam Ruins Everything. She co-hosts the Korean Drama Podcast, which, like us, is part of the Potluck podcast collective and performs with improv teams voltron and with me and Kay and the rest of our brothers on number one son please welcome kim cooper kim cooper Hi, Hi. Hello. thank you so much for having me back yes you had specifically said like when you guys do infinity war you know feel free to have me back so we did <laughs> which is so <laughs> funny because like i'm gonna get right into it like when i was wa- re-watching it i was like Oh, this isn't as good as I remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like, I changed my mind. I don't want to pod. <laughs> I like had such a, I remember like leaving the theater and having such a strong opinion about it and mm. being like, holy shit, this was incredible. And like I rewatched it and I was like, Yeah, this is good, but like I well, we'll we'll get into it. Yeah, I, definitely, I was, definitely. Like, surprise. I was like, oh damn, I I uh Wait, okay, question. No, do should we put a pin in it? Because I have questions about this change in opinion. Oh, let's let's hold off for just a second while we do just some overall top of uh, the podcast info. You know, uh, Avengers Infinity War came out in April on April 23rd, 2018. It was directed by Anthony Jarusso, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. And all four of them had collaborated before on The Winter Soldier and Civil War. So they are they were you know embedded in the MCU already. So they were the ones that were taking uh, it into this final chapter of what they call the Infinity Saga. Um, a few things about the uh, 2018, some highlights. Uh, Chloe Kim won the gold medal at the yeah. Winter Olympics. Um, Fighting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember watching that and I'm being like, oh, she's so cool. <laughs> she can fly. Um, and uh, the reboot of Queer Eye came out that year. Oh, which I yeah, which, which I really fun. enjoyed. I, yeah. I, oh, my God. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I talk about like, you know, uh, a, a team up team ups coming back together. Um, and then I cry every single episode. <laughs> They're so good. They're yeah. so good. They are. They are. They're pretty good. And and I loved how they took it that next step of just like, you know, this is more about you know, people coexisting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, they did. It wasn't just like straight guys. It was also, you know, gay guys. It was uh, straight women. Um, so they were expanding who they were helping. Um, and then a couple other weird tidbits like IHOP changed their name to IHOB for a second. Do you guys oh, remember yeah, that? That was so weird. Was that a prank? It was it was like a PR stunt because they're like, we're going to we're going to emphasize our burgers from now on. And people were like, what? Why? And they're just like, mm-hmm, it's just for a little while. <laughs> and then they went so back weird. to IHOP. <laughs> what was that? It was so weird. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. And then I forgot that they did that. 
Yeah, and most people did. When I looked it up, I was like, "Oh yeah, that was a thing." Um, to the the store chain Toys R Us closed that year, um, which I thought was interesting. Um, I don't remember know about you, but going to Toys R Us our stores, you never bought anything. You just yeah. oh no, you just went around around, looked at the toys, and like mm-hmm. played with whatever was available in the aisles, and then you just left. Um, so yeah, almost like a it was more of an amusement park than it was kind of like a store. <laughs> Facts. Um, and then a couple challenges happened that year. Um, internet challenges such as the Tide Pod Challenge, which oh, was horrible. People should not eat Tide Pods, and I don't know why they had to. Yeah, do it. You said that, Kay. We should not be eating Tide Pod Pod Pods. I mean, I don't know why people had to figure it out by doing it. You're just like, no, it's literally like condensed soap. Just like, don't, don't eat it. Don't eat it. You know, I think that not everything has like an amount of logic behind <laughs> it. Yeah. People, I guess people were just like, we're bored. Let's, let's eat this swirly soap stuff. Um, and the other big challenge that year was the fluff challenge. Um, that was the thing where people were putting their blankets up over themselves and then like oh, for the running dog? away in front of the, yeah, in front oh, of the pets yeah. and then running away. Did you guys do that? I know both yes. of you guys have pets. I no, am too I, clumsy. I <laughs> can't imagine my cat wouldn't care literally at all. Yeah. I feel like most of the videos had dogs kind of freak out about it. Cats are just like, meh. Yeah. yeah. My dog looked at me like I was stupid. So I oh, stopped. So you did, you did try it. You I know I did. It. And it's just, I'm too clumsy. Like I just can't execute. It's too much coordination. <laughs> <laughs> the mad, the magic didn't work. No, no, um, no. Um, so yeah, so just a couple tidbits about 2018 to get our, our minds into that year, but yes, let's dive into our movie for today. Avengers infinity war. Um, First Kim, what was your hot take? Yes. Or Kim. what was your whole thing about it? What changed? I mean, like, okay, so <laughs> here we go. So <clears throat> getting when, on the soapbox. <laughs> when, when, yeah, let me get in here. Um, so it, when I saw it the first time, okay, where did it wait? First of all, where does this come out in, in relation to, um, to the other, like, like what are the movies before and after this? Uh, right before this was Black Panther. Okay. And then right after this is Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then um, Endgame. And, okay. the, well, and then Captain Marvel happens and then Endgame. Endgame. So there are Close. two more movies before Endgame. Okay, got it. Um, I feel like I, like, maybe maybe I was influenced by what I took away from Black Panther, which was like, that's such like a, like a wonderful movie that has such rich characters. And like, I thought it was so incredible what they did, what Ryan Coogler and what, uh, Michael B. Jordan and everybody did with um, with Killmonger and in mm-hmm. like making Killmonger be this really like fleshed out character and like you really understand where he's coming from like he is the quote villain of that movie but he yeah. has like this really strong ethos and you really like you're like yeah okay like I know we're supposed to be on like uh, T'Challa and like Wakanda's side here but like I also see where this guy is coming from and so I remember leaving Infinity War and being like you know what? I don't agree with Thanos, but I can see where he's coming from. Mm. And like, I did still feel a little bit of that this time, but like much less. I was like, okay. I, I still see where he's coming from, but like, I didn't, I, 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 yeah. But, but I think the biggest thing that I felt this time that I didn't feel initially when I watched it, which I saw this in theater. So uh-huh. that was, you know, three years ago now um, was that, 
they introduce so many characters in yes. these like big Avengers movies that it was like that I was like, this keeps going on and on. Like the the like intros, like all the like it's like, okay, we're getting into it now with like Doctor Strange. Okay, now here comes like I wrote I wrote all of them down. I was like, uh we're getting into it. Yeah, we're getting into it with uh, Thor and Loki. Okay, here's Doctor Strange. Um, okay, now here's Tony. Now here's Bruce. Now here's Spider-Man. Now are the Guardians. Like, and it just goes on for so long. And I was like, this is like, this is a lot of, this is a lot yeah. of intros. I mean, and the that thing- was half the movie. Yeah. Like, we got ha- to half the movie with our watch along and Kate goes, done. And I was like, wait, we just got everyone that's together. like yeah that's truly like act one of like a five act movie i don't know what act structure writing structure they use for these but it's like it's truly like act one and like we're already a good hour into this two yeah. hour 30 it minutes. was fun but then when Kay stopped it i was like wait we can't stop it right now it it's just so much i was like can't they all like i don't know be at target at the same time like where <laughs> you got you know like get, everyone get, goes get, to target yeah condense this just like a little bit more and then my mm. other thought was, and this wasn't like a controversial thing, but more of like, I'm curious what both of you have to think, Quincy, because I know that this is your first watch of these movies and Kay, because I know that you're um, very well versed, but I was like, was it always this much like in space? Y- yeah. Uh, y- yes. Well, because, you know, Thanos comes from space and he is trying to, you know, cleanse the universe. Where did um, Thanos first show up, though? So he's originally from Titan. Um, do I you think she means in the in the MCU? I think. Yeah, yeah, in the MCU. Yeah, what what movie does he first show up? Okay, so in the movies, I believe his first uh, presence is in one of the after credits of yeah. Avengers, where Loki okay. comes down and he's like, you know, pretty much Thanos gave him that army to attack New York in Avengers. So when Loki, you know, Loki fails at the very end of Avengers, there's this after credit where like um, the the um, the his kind of like henchmen, the Avengers, one of the Thanos's henchmen is kind of like the event, you know, Earth has these heroes now, you know, to court them to battle them is to court death. And then you see this figure just kind of like turn around and look at him and smile. So that's the introduction. Okay, I vaguely remember seeing that. Then I think he's first mentioned in the first Guardians. Yeah, well, he's mentioned in the first Guardians because Gamora is is his daughter. Right, right, right. And I've seen Guardians. And so I know that those take place in space. But this just like, I was like, oh, I don't remember like seeing this much like space stuff. Mm, (laughs) Interesting. Okay. It's so interesting when you say like space, you're like, wow, it is a lot of space. But if it's like other worlds, then it's like, okay, I don't know. Yeah. And this is the other question that I had watching it this time around is like, so does the Marvel universe exist in a parallel universe to ours or is it like in the future of our same universe? It's um, it's technically supposed to be our universe. Kind of like technically like if Marvel superheroes existed in our world today, yes. this is what it would look oh, like. Oh, like right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yes, yes, yes. The, the thing is, Stan Lee's kind of philosophy was that 
um, these are heroes that should, you know, exist in our world. So like it should they exist in the world that exists right outside your window. So you look outside your window and that's the world you see. That's the world that they live in as well. I see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They, they, which is different from like, say, DC properties where they kind of create their own, you know, cities. There's like Gotham City. There's Metropolis. Right, right, right. right. Whereas, the, you know, they exist in New York. They exist in San Francisco in our actual world. Yeah. In I will say, Kim, to your comment about the space thing, my thing was like, wow, we got to space really fast. We went from like yeah. humans being not in space because you're like, okay, Thor, he's not from here. Guardians of the Galaxy, we're not from here. And then I think it was just we, all of a sudden Tony starts in space and then breathing. I, this was a thing in the watch along, Kay, but Kim, I was like, how is everyone breathing here? No one has. <laughs> right. And, well, and, 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 and Tony gives Spider-Man Peter yeah. the, the suit. that suit so he can breathe. But I was like, how is he like breathe? Like, where's the oxygen tank in this thing? Like, <laughs> how's he breathing? The technology is that good. It's just like the 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 mask is on and they can they can breathe. Um, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, those are those little kind of like logic loopholes that you're just like, okay, well, you know, like even on Titan, you know, they're not wearing their masks um, the whole time. Well, when <laughs> what? Sorry, <laughs> just with what you said about they're not wearing their. <laughs> they're not, and nobody in this no knows one, is wearing their masks. Wearing no one's social distancing. This is like truly crazy. <laughs> it was yes. 2018, guys. It's 2018. Irresponsible. Um, Different world. But yeah, but they could know. still like breathe on Titan. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there's there's those kind of like logic steps of like, oh well, you know, if they are able to breathe, maybe that atmosphere is they're able to they can breathe oxygen. It's the same similar as Earth. Um, but I will I will say I will agree. Um, there's, there's a lot of characters and I, I've always been interested in people who saw it for the first time with not, with not as many of the, uh, as background with seeing the previous movies. And, and if it was overwhelming, if you're just like who, why all these people, mm-hmm. um, so do you see, do, do you think you felt that way initially when you saw it as well as now, or just the second time you watched it, it was more apparent to you. I mean, I'm guessing that I thought that the first time that I saw it too, but I had seen like, I have seen like other Marvel movies before Mm -hmm. this one. Um, And Thor Ragnarok came out like pretty, like pretty soon before this too. Right. 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 It was the one right before Black Panther. So, right. And I really, I loved, I loved Thor Ragnarok and I loved Black Panther. So Mm -hmm. I think that like, but I think that those like standalone movies are so much easier to watch because even if you have seen an Avengers movie before, it's just so many damn people. <laughs> it's like so much. And like, but here's the thing is like, so I've seen Thor Ragnarok. I've seen Black Panther. I've seen Spider-Man. Um, but I haven't seen like any of the Doctor Strange movies. I don't, I think I said this the last time I was on, like, I don't remember, like I've seen and Iron Man, but I have absolutely no recollection of it. Like, so I don't, I've never seen any of the Captain America or any mm-hmm. of the like standalone movie, like Winter Soldier or whatever. Like, I haven't seen any of those movies, so I'm not familiar with all of the characters. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a like I've I've never seen like a Black Widow like movie or like so, like a lot of these characters I only know within like the Avengers the Avengers movies. movies. Well, you know that 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 makes sense because those are the ones that 
have most of them in there them at yeah. the same time and and for me personally the avengers movies um thor ragnarok Gar- guardians uh civil war those are all my favorites because they have so many characters mm-hmm. and um because they bring all of these characters together um i i will say though quincy it surprises me you saying you thinking like oh they got to space so fast because we're in near the end of phase three so do you so you still feel like you know, we didn't spend enough time on kind of like the earthbound stories that still feels like you're like, oh, are you saying like in the movie, you're just like, they didn't spend that much time on earth and they were in space. In the movie, it felt like all of a sudden, like Tony was in space. Okay. And like, I know he was like dealing with Thanos, but it was like, wait a minute, guys, we're in space now. (laughs) Yeah. And like, no one was like, okay, wait, let's, it, it just like happened. I mean, maybe okay. in the next movie, they'll deal with like the uh, mental and, you know, physical strain of like having gone to space like he did in Iron Man two and three. But it just was like, oh, wait, this is a huge deal. But I guess Thanos was a bigger deal. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the idea of like, this is our mission. We're on it kind of outweighed the fact of like, oh, we're in space now, though, kind of like Spider-Man, Spider-Man kind of had that kind of feel of just like you know, oh, we're, this is what we're doing now. And, and, you know, he's, he's kind of having to deal with the kind of overwhelming ofness of it. Like the fact that he was just like, you know, uh, I'm sorry if someone puts eggs in me, I, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I attack you. Um, that was, I think that it was, was just the earth boundedness. Like, you know, we, we understand Thor aliens coming, but you know, the reversal of like a human mm. being in space on a Martian planet. I guess it's just, I don't know. It was like, whoa, we're in space yeah. fighting <laughs> monsters and like, let's deal with this. <laughs> How are they breathing? I guess that that leap for you is just like, oh, they're not prepared. But then mm-hmm. they would just work because of the suits, I guess. Um, yeah. Well, you know, uh, interesting takes, interesting takes. Um, yeah, I, I will say, you know, it is a massive movie. So they're there is that whole kind of like lead up of them coming together. Like, like we said, like in our watch along, we, we split it up in half. So the first half um, is one episode. The yeah, second Kim, half is the second episode. The whole thing through. Mm-hmm. I just watched it like, like an hour ago. <laughs> I was just like, watch it. I was just watching it. It was like, powered through. it was like watching five episodes of TV, just like back to back to back. Like yeah, that, that's what movies are. Series. <laughs> that's what the Marvel movies are. Like, like that's always says, the saying. longest, the longest TV show. In, longest, in most history. expensive TV show. It's like <laughs> a long ass TV show. It really, it really is. It really is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, it will. So like, yeah, when remember when we took our break, uh, Quincy was just like, wait, that it's just getting started. I was like, we're an hour and in. And she and but she was right. Like that was when kind of everyone had finally gotten into up. the point where they're like, OK, now we're going to dig into the, the actual final conflicts. Um, but again, this is uh, part of an epic saga. So bringing all these people together, um, I feel like they they had an interesting uh, task because you're dealing with people who have come in knowing where all these characters have come from and then people who don't and are just like, you know, they kind of need to intro them each a little bit, you know, before they get into mm-hmm. like the meat of like, okay, and this is, we're actually fighting Thanos. Um, and so, it yeah. It was almost like an origin story within a movie. Yeah. Well, and and they, the reason they... 
I feel like they kind of had to do that is because technically it's like, it's not the, the journey of the Avengers. That's actually the center of the story. It's Thanos's journey. Mm. So it's kind of that like, is interesting. Thanos interesting really is the, the main character. And maybe that's why, like, I, I do find myself at times, like, seeing see his point of view even though he's like a horrible villain but he's just like listen the planets are running out of resources um and there's too many people for the lack of resources uh the solution is to get rid of half the people yep. and he and he's they like appreciate his efficiency right like, and the he's math like, logic the math logic and he's like listen like I'm not uh, like it's randomized. Like I'm going to snap my fingers. It's completely randomized. It's not based on like if you're rich or poor or whatever. And like, I, I, I again, like, I'm like, I know you're wrong, but like, I'm like, I can <laughs> see how to him. He's mm-hmm. like, yes, this is right. Or like yeah. when he, when he like throws Gamora off the cliff to okay. get the, the, like the, uh, the which, soul stone, the soul stone. Like, Did and you he's believe like that was a real sacrifice, Kim. What? Did you believe Gamora's sacrifice was a sacrifice for him? I, I, th- I think, I think it was, but I think also that Thanos is so much of like, he's, he's just like a, like a, like a brick wall. Like he's just like, he's just like, pl- like this is a, these analogies don't match up, but he's like, just like plowing through stuff. You know what I mean? Like he's so, like huge and like imposing and like he has all these powers and stuff like that so it's like so used to getting what he wants Mm -hmm. i do wish like we didn't see quite enough of his backstory with gamora though to be able to know definitively like oh is he was he like faking these tears so that the like spirits around like on this planet would like like would perceive that he was sad about the sacrifice right because that's what the skull, the skull face. What's it, that guy's called? Red, red skull. Red skull. That's what he says, right? Is he's like, he's like, you have to make a sacrifice because the the spirits here want to make sure that uh, you know what the soul stone is worth. Yeah. And yeah. so, so you know, it's also like, well, did he really? Because he could have just been like trying to con the spirits, right? And like faking the crying. I, I I mean I I believed it I I think yes the thing is again the movie is so massive that mm-hmm. there are there could have been so many scenes where you dig dig into the his relationship and his background more but because of that they just gave you like the minimal amount to be like to kind of establish the relationship um and, and I will say that so I rewatched it after our watch along but I rewatched it with the commentary because I have the blu-ray and that was one of the things that they did talk about how like there had been so many different drafts and so many ver- different versions of the movie that they had written that there were scenes like that where you saw like you know uh uh uh, Thanos on Titan before before he um, when he was just living there and then and he was getting the idea of like of 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 the the, the stones and seeing what was happening to his planet. Um, there's like extended deleted scenes where they explore the relationship between I Thanos and Gamora a little bit that. more. Yeah, well, and- I I wish they would have included more of that and less of the like. Here it is, and we see the Guardians of the Galaxy, and here or not, maybe that's a bad example because Gamora is Thanos's daughter. But like, you know, if it, I wish that the the introductory scenes for everybody else was like not quite as sure. long. Okay, like I don't need to see like I don't need to see tw- 12 minutes of Chris Evans being like, 
I no longer have a relationship with, or no, no, no. It was, um, it was, uh, Tony being like, I no longer have a relationship with Catherine. Oh. I'm like, I would rather get this like mileage in regarding Thanos and Gamora and like their relationship. Okay. Yeah. And also they're... like, I, I would have liked, I would have liked it too, because like, I do like when you can see the, 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 not the humanity, but the like, well, I guess the humanity and the like logic behind villains. Cause I'm like, mm. I think a villain, get on board. yeah, I'm like a villain is more interesting to me when they're not just like bad and doing bad things because they feel like a it, mustache right? like, twirler. Yeah. Right. Like we, on the, like on a moral alignment chart, like, like chaotic evil is like, I don't, I, you know, I don't need to see a chaotic evil, but like, what's a neutral evil? What's a, what's a, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, What's the other one? Uh, Neutral, like a chaotic. Mm. It, is it like po- like the positive evil or something like that? Yeah, or? It's, it's neutral, chaotic, and stable. Stable. No, that's what I know the these are D and D phrases, and and I you know I do agree, and anything, and I think lawful you know, evil, lawful evil, lawful. Oh yes, yeah. lawful, lawful. But lawful evil is really bad too. Maybe it's neutral. I don't know. Whatever. It's a, it's just more interesting when you see like. Um, when, when those characters are more fleshed out, cause I think it's just more interesting hmm. when there's like being bad for the sake of being bad is like, uh, you're a monster. Yeah. Of course I'm going to get on the side of like the Avengers, but it's like, and then speaking to that, it would have been really cool to like, it's nice. It's interesting. Okay. When you point out, Oh, it's Thanos's movie. Then I'm like, I really would have loved to have seen it from Thanos's viewpoint more and of then him. him experiencing the Avengers through more of his eyes, right? Hmm, and sure. then it's like we then we I I think really get to see what he means by hmm. cleaning up half the world. I, I guess yeah, I guess that is kind of the the trick that they had to kind of like pull of just like they're actually telling Thanos' story, but it is called Avengers. Right. Uh, so Whereas they, they have they, to bring in everyone. They could have told Cruella or, you know, whatever mm, the other, like, Maleficent. Maleficent. Yeah, like, these other, like, these are the villains, but, like, I, I haven't seen either of those movies, but, like, huh. you know, to see more of, yeah, the origin story and, like, or Joker, you know, like, how, how why do people do the way, the things that they do? How did they get to be the way that they are? Like, yeah, did I Thanos see. originate from a family that's, like, we're all bad, or was he just like, hey, I'm seeing that like my planet is struggling, mm, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, here's well, what I think the solution is. That That is interesting. What if it had been Thanos Infinity War instead of Avengers Infinity War, um, you yeah. know? Um, well, I will say that as we get through the MCU, um, there are permutations of these characters that, that do kind of come back in different forms. You know, when we were introduced to the multiverse in Dr. Strange. Um, so that does play a part in kind of evolving uh, the perspective of some of these characters. Um, so, so I will say, you know, even though we didn't get that here, there, there are uh, places in future parts of the MCU that you do get to kind of explore those different sides of those characters. Um, but question, I was, Kay. Have mm-hmm. you ever watched this in light of, the hour break like have you ever tried watching this movie just from that hour forward oh to see if it makes sense without the team up part i mean it was great i had a lot of fun seeing all the threads come together Uh uh-huh but like would like like to kim's point like did we need all that 
could we have just started the movie? Because we, uh, we because we've spent literally three phases getting to know these characters. Yeah, yeah. I will say, I will say we did get to know them, but but positioning them all so they all y'all knew kind of like what their kind of like emotional point that they were at now that they were going to go into it. Cause it does feel, and one of the things that um, they kept saying in the, in, in the commentary is that you wanted to make sure you're like tying the emotion, the plot to the emotion of the characters. So if you don't know where they are emotionally, like the plot feels kind of just like, you know, secondary. Um, So I think that's why they did spend that whole first hour you know, bringing all the characters together. So you knew exactly where they were emotionally and how well they were emotionally vested in this war versus being like, you know, this is just happening to them. Um, and they're just being heroes because they're, they're supposed to be heroes. Um, like for example, you know, you start off with, you know, the, the Asgardians at the end of Thor Ragnarok, you know, and, and immediately they're just like killing people off. Loki dead, Heimdall dead. Half of Asgardians dead. And then, you know, Thor gets uh, shot out, uh, you know, into space after he's the whole ship is done. And then with his last dying breath, Heimdall uh, uh, gets the the Bifrost to transfer Bruce to um, back down to Earth. Um, and then and then, you know, we get Doctor Strange, we get Stark, we get um, Banner, you know, coming to them, asking them for help, warning them about Thanos. And then all of a sudden, here are the children of Thanos coming down. And then we have a big first fight, which those are know, his children. Spider-Man. Well, well oh, wait, yes, children like, like Gamora was a child of Thanos. Yeah. It, so, and it really like creeped me out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, yes, father. Mm-hmm. Yes, my children go do my bidding. I was like, this is weird. You're a bad dad. <laughs> well, yeah, a very bad dad. Well, yeah. And, and you know, obviously like abusive, emotionally abusive, physically abusive, um, which is why Classic once they introduce. Really? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And when, when they get to the guardians and you, um, you know, uh, they, the guardians run into Thor and Thor is just like, you know, Thanos is here. And you can see how much it affects uh, Gomorra. For me, for me, Gomorra and Zoe Saldana is the shining star of this movie. Like all of her uh, like emotional reactions and her journey of of having to kind of like, you know, sit on the information that she knows where the soul stone is asking Quill to kill her. If, you know, if Thanos gets her and, and for me, one of my favorite scenes is when they're at nowhere and, uh, you know, Thanos uses the reality stone to make Gamora Mm -hmm. think that she's killed him. And then that whole performance like gets for me, I've seen this movie a lot of times, like, and I believe this, that happens in the first hour of the movie. That's why I would never want to skip the first hour because I love that scene so much. She is so great in that scene. Um, And then, you know, and then she realizes it's like the reality stone. And then Quill actually, even though he's like really mad at her, he does, he does shoot his gun uh, when, you know, when they're kind of at that standoff and, and that line that Thanos has of like, I like him (laughs) is so dark (laughs) because it's literally him kind of like accepting Quill as kind of like her boyfriend boyfriend because he was willing to kill her for like the mission. Um, So, yeah. So I, I feel like, 
you know, I've seen this movie so many times that I've kind of like delved into those little details and broken them down. But I wonder like, when you guys seen it, Quincy, when you saw it for the first time or just watch rewatching it again, came for this time, did those, did those moments, like, did they hit you really hard or were you just like, oh, like that's, oh, that's dark, you know, like how, how much did it sit with you? Cause it's, those are the moments that sit with me. Even after watching this movie so many times, I wish because he does the bubbles thing twice, right? Where the thing, and I wish that was that was so funny and so specific and so silly. I wish, like, it almost felt like that was a callback to something in Gamora's childhood. Mm. And I feel like Mm. if we had seen that, like his connection with bubbles with Gamora, like that's how he used you know, made her feel better. It was their special thing. And then when like that would have gutted me, right. Cause it's oh, okay. so funny and it's so sweet. And I think too, like, usually where did I cry? Kay? I cried in the second half somewhere. I, Oh, I remember, I remember. you got choked up when, when Bruce saw Nat again. Oh yes. I definitely got teary eyed. teary eyed. Yes. Like, Again, I just, I felt like it's interesting you say about the emotional stakes for Thanos because I feel like we didn't get as much emotional stakes and I wanted more of that. And I think, and this is so annoying, like in terms of being like a writer, like knowing like we're like, what was it like? a quarter of the movie in and like Gamora has set up this, like, you must kill me. Like I knew it wasn't going to, like, it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to, Gamora wasn't going to, you know? And so like, logically my brain was already ahead of the scene and was like, was she's not going to die. Um, so I think that took me out of it. You mean think, in that scene, you're like, she's not yeah. going to die in the scene. Okay. Yeah, like I knew she was great. She was really great. But as for, for, I guess I like, couldn't invest myself as emotionally. And I wish there had been like a turn, like a surprise or a turn that kind of, you know, like, cause you don't expect Bruce to run into Nat, but like that moment, you don't really see it coming. Okay. You know? So you knew he was going to have to kill her. You kind of knew it wasn't going to happen. Cause like structure, like the cat character couldn't die yet. Um, so I just wish there had been like a turn or a reveal that like heightened the emotional moment in a way I hadn't thought of. And I think mm. maybe that would have gutted me. I, I guess I guess you, that goes back to you guys both being like more more of investment and background of Thanos. So you could yeah. you could that would those so those moments had more weight. So yeah. it wasn't just like, oh, her this abusive father that she's been talking about for right. you know, yeah. a while. Because if it's like, oh, this is my like estranged father that like I have no context for like at what point did Gamora leave Thanos? Like at what? like, mm. And I've seen a, our Guardians again. This is like long, a long time ago. I will say that I think this is why they keep in that big hour long intro, because I remember seeing this in like a lot of Avengers movies is like that, like these long intros, because I think that. They want people to who have not seen other Avengers movies to be able to understand like a little bit of what's going on or like, you know, I don't know anything about Doctor Strange and like I get the gist of it. He's a time traveler or whatever. He has the time thing and like he's like protecting time and whatever. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I would like I just think that like strengthening that relationship will do so much for making the stakes higher and, you know, yeah, making making us like 
I don't know why I'm becoming like a fucking villain Stan over here. Like, but I'm just like, I want, I want to have a chance to get on board with you guys. You know, I want to be, I want to have the chance to like, um, understand like all of the characters because I think that's so much more interesting. Even again, if I'm like, Thanos, I still think you're wrong, but like, oh, what if it is, what if it is instead that like, you know, this isn't the case, but like uh, Thanos it takes in all of these like, uh, like misfit children, right? And he's like, I will protect you in the ways that your family did not. And I will take you in and I'll teach you how to fight and all these things. And he's like, giving them like a home and a place like then that gives me stakes, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, oh, I, I, I have some sort of a, uh, like an empathy for an aspect of this person, even if not mm. the entire person. And I like, you know, as an actor, like sometimes like I invent these things for people. Like I like to, <laughs> to do that. Cause I'm just like, I, I want to see more humanity out of the villains. Um, but Kay, to answer your question, the part that really struck me this watch was um, when this is like much further into the movie but like um, when uh, Doctor Strange is like doing all of his like, he's like vibrating and everybody's like, what's this guy doing? And he's like, I went forward in time and there's like, you know, 400,000 different, you know, ways that this could turn out. And Tony's like, and how many do we win? And he's like, one. And I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> that's just so powerful. I think because there it is, it's like, the odds can be like one to 400,000 or whatever. And sometimes it's still worth it to try to do it. And I found, I found that to be very, um, Hmm. I found that to be very powerful. Interesting. Interesting. Well, yeah, it is. It's so interesting to hear people's different perspectives. And, and I guess that, yeah, for me, I, all of the pieces since I've, since I've already broken down so much, they seem they seem to just click together so so evenly. But now I I am kind of thinking, yeah, what what would have it been if it was Thanos Thanos Infinity War? Um, I like I really a- like I really like that um, that take though, Kay, and I think it fits in so well with what we have been seeing with like Maleficent, and Cruella, and Joker, mm-hmm. and like these other like stories that focus our, or like, even I'm not at all familiar with this, but like Harley Quinn has her own movie. Right. And that's to like further flesh out her story. And like, yeah, I just think it's, I think that's like such an interesting angle. I also too, like with Thanos, especially with our current times in terms of like climate change and stuff, like it's a really interesting way to explore and look at that. Like if there was like, how do we look at resources and like, with our own planet. It's an interesting way in. And, and, you know, it will, you know, MCU does have that tendency to try to justify the villains. Like you were saying, Killmonger, uh, his philosophy was definitely justified by his experience in that Thor Ragnarok, Hela, she had a legitimate claim to the throne. So that was kind of a, you know, she was driven by kind of a justified philosophy. Um, So, yeah. So Thanos has his version of his philosophy and his point of view, just maybe perhaps seeing that in scenically and where that came from would have been more compelling in terms of, uh, you know, fleshing out his story and the emotional uh, stakes for 
the people who are connected to him. Um, I, you know, again, I will, though, you know, it is Avengers Infinity War, so they do spend a lot of time on the Avengers. <laughs> um, they, um, one of the things that uh, the, the, in that I heard in the commentary that was one of the things they tried to uh, take advantage of when they were doing this movie was creating uh, different partnerships and different couplings and groups of the heroes. So kind of their interactions were kind of like, uh, you know, fun and entertaining. They called it strange alchemy. Um, so for perhaps, for example, like strange, Dr. Strange, meaning Tony, and they're kind of like both kind of like narcissists kind of going at it and, and they're, kind of like how their dynamic would be Thor meeting guardians, which, which was, you know, it's so kind of uh, interesting because, you know, the previous Thor movies had been so serious with just Thor Ragnarok had been so different in its tone and it being so funny. So just the so know, funny freaking luck of the fact that like guardians, which is more comedic, they, they intersect with Thor and they end up having kind of like the same tone and that kind of like fun alchemy of like, you know, I, I, I honestly love how like Thor, you know, treats treats rocket like so much better than the guardians treat rocket like he calls him rabbit but it's like kind of like in a loving way whereas the guardians like keep calling him like vermin and like raccoon and trash panda and just like you know thor thor rocket trash panda is kind of (laughs) cool like thor thor Groot, and uh and rocket like there's there's a whole there's a whole adventure and whole team up movie that you could have you know down the line um and then, and then you get that, you know, you get to like the establishment of Wanda and vision and their whole relationship, um, which, you know, as you guys, Oh know, yeah. That's where I cried when Wanda had to, when they, when he died. Oh yes. Let, let's yeah. get to it. Wanda has to endure vision's death twice. Such a, uh, you know, difficult, difficult, um, experience, but and so the epically up thing was emotional. The first death was like better, right? Like better than the second death, right? Yeah, the second death was, was so hard. Fucked up. Very then, real. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I will yeah. say with that that like it did feel. I, I feel like I would have felt more emotional stakes in that if we had not <laughs> seen because and and that was so beautifully acted and they're both so talented yes. and like yes. it's such a powerful scene. But I did feel like it was a bit. Um, undercut by the fact that Gamora and um, and uh, Peter Quill, that's his name, right? Star yeah, Lord. Peter, uh, yeah. Had also been like uh, put up against each other as like, you have to kill one of you have to kill the other one. Um, okay, we kind of already saw that before. So like, you know, I, I would have rather have just just seen it between Wanda one. and Vision. Yeah. Because oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah, the stakes were so much higher in that one of like, like, and and you know you see you see this also very in in a different form, right? When um when uh Doctor Strange is like decides to give the time stone to Thanos in exchange for not killing Tony, yeah. Um, and so it, it the whole thing is like I mean, and and Vision says this when he kills um that big scary thing um over Captain America, and he's like, we don't like you said, captain, like we don't trade a life for a life kind of a mm-hmm. thing, but, um, yeah, he does say that. I then speaking to that Kim, cause it's so astute. I, I then like, I agree with you. Cause if we were going to see that kind of like 
they, I don't know if it was like thematic or it was supposed to be a set piece, like just to have that heighten versus like it kind of, you, it felt, it felt lateral kind of is yeah, what you're yeah. saying. Emotionally yeah, lateral versus like heightening in some way. If we were mm-hmm. going to. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That, I will say for me, it felt, it, it, it just felt like layers that were, again, like there's so many different stories. So to me, it felt more like a reflection versus something that was needed to heighten, mm. you know, um, cause everything was, was like culminating kind of like the all, like the culminating of the whole story into one was kind of for me, the heightened versus the similar storylines of them. And, and, and that's, and that's actually something that they talked about in the commentary as well about how, which, you know, probably leads to the repetition of how, like, you know, most of the previous stories, it's like, we're heroes. We're going to, of course, we're going to sacrifice ourselves because we're heroes and that's what we do. But in this movie specifically, they were being asked to not just not sacrifice themselves, but sacrifice someone else, you know, like, so how willing are you to be a hero? And if with the cost being you sacrificing someone else's life, and um, right. even if it's by the person being like, that's, a, you know, yes, go ahead, sacrifice me. But you wanting to, how much are you willing to accept that? Especially if it's someone that you love. I only, we talked about this in the watch long. I didn't think Thanos sacrificed Gamora. I, I don't know you don't, you don't think, sacrifice. yeah. You, you don't get to sacrifice, you don't sacrifice someone and then get a prize after. <laughs> like, what? But you don't think at any level, he was just like this, this hurts me. You don't I, think, you don't I think, think he, I think he was, but I think that as we've discussed previously, I think that something got cut along the way that showed more personal connection between those two mm-hmm. um, to make it feel more realistic. Mm, yeah, I, I would I would say that I I would probably agree that there he's are... a villain. Like we're not supposed <laughs> to like give this guy the benefit of the doubt. Well, and I... also like if this was what he okay, so if we're t- talking about like if you know, like he did this for he sacrificed Gamora for the greater good, like the stone was In his for mind. the greater yeah. good. It just felt like again, we lost a little bit of the greater good. And it Where felt this, like yeah. more like this was just Thanos's interpretation of how the world should work. So it just felt mm-hmm. very singular versus mm-hmm. like him being essentially like a hero. It's that whole Tony, like civil war thing. Like what is the best way to achieve peace? Right. It's bigger than themselves. So, and for, with this current, ver- what we saw, it felt very much like him just deciding versus like, you know, him being a hero in his own right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and that's kind of the argument too. like Gamora is only one of the few characters that has the, you know, the scene, you know, space to be like to question his his mission. You know, he's just like, you know, the 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 universe needs balance. And, you know, if if I hadn't done anything, those people would have, you know, been gone extinct. And she's like, you don't know that you're crazy. You know, it's not your choice to make. And he's like, I'm the only one that knows that. So finding out how this philosophy kind of got cultivated um, could have really helped with, you know, creating that, that bridge and, and, and filling out those emotional stakes. Um, 
I, I, we're talking so much about Thanos. I keep going yeah, back to like, this should be his movie. This is his movie. Okay. Like, Thanos is Infinity yeah. War. I mean, it really makes sense because he's also driving most of the action. No, yeah, and, true, and that's, true. yeah, like, okay, like you were saying, like, this is like a Thanos, like, uh, like Thanos pushes the plot along. Everybody else is like, also trying there. to keep up. Yeah. They're trying, yeah. To, they're trying to like true. resist him, right? The yeah. whole time. Well, yeah. And, you know, and they, and they do their best, you know, you have Captain America. One of my, another favorite moment of mine is when he shows up in the train station to save Wanda and vision. Um, and just somebody needs to get this man a headband. Okay. Like (laughs) we've got a lot of, a lot of these, a lot, like everybody, actually, everybody who has hair in this movie needs a hair tie, get them a headband, hair slopping around your face. The stakes are too high, guys. Like, you know, <laughs> I thought on. you meant for vision to like hide his stuff. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea too. Damn. Well, you know, he just walking this... around with a stone right here. He has this whole Paul Bettany look too. You know, he has that. <laughs> like, um, come on. And, and well, you know, and the whole thing with like Captain America and Black Widow and, and Falcon is like the idea is that they've been on the run and they've been kind of uh, you know avoiding the, the the authorities since Civil War. So that's kind of why they look kind of like shaggier and more stealth. Um, we I mean, have Black uh, Widow could have given him a hair tie. You know she has one on her wrist. <laughs> yeah. also, it she? looks like she has a very fresh haircut. So. Yeah, her hair was very fresh. Her, you know, yeah. she was keeping it keeping it uh keeping it up keeping up that look um and then yeah and then you have you know the guardians meeting tony and tony and and dr strange and spider-man on titan um and then eventually you have the captain america contingent uh going to wakanda uh meeting uh you know but black panther and and that being kind of the last stand for earth they're kind of like place to make their final battle, um, which, you know, I, it was it was interesting to listen to the commentary because um, they were talking about how when they were doing screenings of the movie before it came out, how. Um, but before they but before Black Panther came out, you know, people would watch the movie. And once they got to Wakanda, people were like, you know, oh, they weren't really that um, uh, reactive. But once after Black Panther had come out and that movie had done so well, whenever they did a screening and the they showed Wakanda for the first time in Infinity War, the the, the audience would go crazy because they were yeah. so excited to go back there and see these characters. Um, so and and just, uh, you know, it, I thought it was really great to have that as a place for them to go back because you got to see again more avengers uh when duke's mubaku uh denai guerrera's uh uh okoye uh as the the head of dormilaje and then shuri um who they they actually say in the commentary is the smartest person in the mcu and she shows that when um you know she kind of questions banners banners way of how they mm-hmm. had put vision together um and this like like okoye's awesome line of just like you know umbaku's like oh this will be the end of wakanda and then and then uh okoye being like then it will be the noblest ending in history like okay this is the point where like <laughs> i got emotional okay like, cool, cool. Also, like this is also around like when like um okay first of all i have you guys both seen Shang-Chi? Uh, I have not. I have not yet. Oh, okay. Well, never mind that. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, when the like dog things are trying to like get through mm-hmm. the barrier, right? And like, they're like, oh my gosh, they're going to go around if they go like, and Steve Rogers, like if they go to the back, they're going to be able to get to vision. And then Chadwick wasn't, <laughs> he's like, he's like, 
then we we make sure that that doesn't happen. And he says into his earpiece, like on my mark, open like open this portion of the of the, the barrier. Bar- yeah. And the person on the other side is like, did I hear you right? You said open it. And he's like, yes, open it. And he's like, Wakanda forever. And I was like so emotional just yes. like the journey that like Chadwick Boseman personally was going on at that time. And like the, you know, as we've talked about with the rest of these, these superheroes, like being willing to sacrifice like yourself and like, you know, Chadwick or um, not Chadwick Boseman, but, um, but T'Challa is willing to put like himself, his, his soldiers, his country, like on the line for the greater good of the world. And like, and that's what we've seen with so many of these other uh, like characters too, right. Of like vision being like, okay, I, like just, just like get, uh, you need to get rid of me because like if mm-hmm. you get rid of me, this turns out to not be. Yeah. The, yeah. The, it becomes, less about, um, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice myself, of course, because I'm the hero, but the obstacle becomes, are you willing to sacrifice me because you love me? And yeah. now you're having to play that part. Um, yeah, just awesome, awesome scene. You know, like uh, the idea that when they, again, like when they were making the movie, uh, they didn't have as much, they didn't know uh, as much about how, um, you know, what had gone into making Black Panther because I don't think it hadn't come out yet um, when they're still making, you know, Infinity War and uh, just all those, all the um, depth and like character work uh, that had that had been established in Black Panther had been just brought in organically by the actors who had been in the movie. So when they were making Infinity War and they were doing, they were doing the chants and they were doing like um, the, you know, just like the, like the organized kind of like, like rituals before the battle, they were just like, like that wasn't something the Russos knew was a thing. So they're just like, oh yes, mm. this is awesome. Like we didn't have to, this is do use this please. And it was all this. I think it just kind of goes to the fact that like, this was such a collaboration and culmination of so many, you know, of everything, everyone's work that had come before that had to be kind of executed by these uh, specific, this specific team of screenwriters and, and directors. Um, just a couple more moments uh, that really were, our faves of mine, um, Groot finally making the one choice oh in God. the movie <laughs> and, you know, put in, using his own arm to create the handle. And when Thor comes down, uh, from, from the, in the Bifrost and joins the battle, that's another, like, I didn't see this movie in the theaters. And that's actually one of my biggest regrets was not seeing this movie or Endgame in the theaters with a big crowd. I, I did see in the theaters. I just didn't see it with a big crowd. Um, but that is one of the, those moments that, were the crowd had reacted a lot a big to was Thor coming in and you know landing and and like being like bring me Thanos and and like running um and like you know I think lightning smart, I think more smarmy Groot for me please more smarmy you want you like Team Groot <laughs> I do I liked Baby Groot too but uh-huh. I really liked it when he was being a brat. It's uh, so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was funny. And then um for the other one of the other uh points I wanted to um look actually a couple more. Oh, another one. Uh Nebula showing up on Titan and going after Thanos and like you should have killed me. Where's Gamora? Where's Gamora? Just to see that um the finish of the kind of like the the extent of that arc of like her her in the beginning of guardians being kind of just like hating gamora and wanting to kill her and them being so competitive to now her like 
fighting Thanos to figure out what he did to her um, always gets me. Um, and then, of course, the ending, the, the, you know, Thanos wins, the Avengers lose. What, what, what? That is never that like when it comes to regular endings that never happens. The villain isn't supposed to win. The, the heroes do, but they lost. Um, people start going, you know, dusting, going into the dust post snap. Um, it was bad. It was a bad yeah. lose. Yeah. I mean, half, and half of the world. There were a couple of times where they almost or a handful of times where they almost didn't lose. And I am personally in the midst right now of watching playoff baseball. Um, and, there, <laughs> and so I think I'm more attuned to seeing these things right now because of where I am mentally. But like, OK, so like in playoff baseball or any playoff sports, any sports in general, like there's several small moments that lead up to a win or a loss. Like it's very rarely like, oh, there's this one big thing. It's usually like mm. a lot of like small mistakes that that contribute to a oh, win or a loss. Life. and so like you see right like it's like okay oh god i got so annoyed with i found i found um star lord to be way more annoying in this movie than he has been in previous yeah that has been is a point of contention throughout the fandom of like why star lord why if it wasn't for you it was it was so selfish like because that was an opportunity that they had to to get the gauntlet off of thanos that was an opportunity also like um uh like uh, punch him after <laughs> yeah, yeah just like yeah. just like and, punch and him after the, the other the other nuts thing is like right before that like um uh God, well, i can't think of his name drax is like uh-huh. he's like i want to go kill thanos and like and uh and god there's so many names and uh, Star Lord's like, no, 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 wait, just wait for a second. We got to get the stone first. He's like, I want to go. And he's like, no, just wait. And then he goes and, and then I'm and like, puts him to sleep. Yeah. Five seconds later, like you do that five seconds later, there's that opportunity. There's when um, Dr. Strange gives up the time stone to save Tony. Um, and then there's also then the big one right at the end, right? Where like uh, uh, where Thanos says to, um, to Thor, he's like, you should have gone. Should have gone for the head. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this is just like in p- playoff baseball. Cause like these players <laughs> look back there, like, and you can tell they're like, shit. Like, I really should. I, I, I thought I was making the right move at the time for the team. And I, that was actually not the right move. Wow. Uh, that's, maybe that's, they should listen more, you know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Like, listen, it's a team sport. I mean, you're in the heat of battle. Emotions are running strong. Things, things are happening. We're humans. We're fallible. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, did T'Challa make a mistake? Um, I mean, don't think so. That's true. I feel like he listened. I mean, did he have enough time to make make a mistake, or was it you know, was it the mistake not to not to listen to Vision and and allow Wanda just to kill him like way earlier instead of trying to Mm. you know? Again, it's that whole thing of like what they're all. I guess that's the the interesting thing. You know, it is Thanos' story. He's the one that's pushing the plot, but all all of their little decisions actually contribute to him His succeeding success. or not yeah yeah and there's so many of those decisions because there's so many that's Avengers. what i'm saying that's how you lose the world series like come on <laughs> they lost uh. the world series um so yeah so so that you know brings me brings us to the end of uh the marvel portion uh you know we th- did you get i know we 
didn't discuss it, but there is uh, the ending where Nick Fury and um, Maria yeah. Hill also dust up and you see that the little beeper. Um, Quincy, do you you didn't hear about don't know the significance of that yet. Right. So we don't want to spoil that for you. No. OK, so we're not going to spoil that for Quincy because she will f- figure out what that means uh, in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so that brings us to the end of the Marvel portion of uh, the podcast for today. So we're going to transition into our stretch and share. Um, I believe, Quincy, it's your turn to do a stretch or do you remember? I don't know. I okay. will stretch. Um, let's do... Oh, you know what's really nice? We can do like a nice hip stretch if we can like, if you can get your legs oh, out. Open your legs underneath yeah. us and just kind of do this. And then, hold on. Wait, yeah. this isn't working. Okay, is it working? I found a way to It's working for something. me. Yeah, yeah. I get, I'm doing kind of more of like a butterfly thing. Yes, of, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Cool, cool, cool. Um, well, my, my, um, ooh, I'm, I'm getting a little echo. Do you guys hear that? No, it went away. No. Um, my, uh, uh, share for today is uh, another TV show because I watch way too much TV. <laughs> it's a it's a, actually a, like a docu series show called We're Here on oh, HBO. Oh yeah, We're Here. Yeah, yeah. The second season just premiered last week, and talk about you know crying every single episode just like Queer Eye. It's one of those type of shows because basically it's you know these three drag queens um, uh, come into town, and it's usually like kind of like a small American town with fairly conservative values and they put on a drag show that stars uh three people who are from that town um so yeah it's all about you know expanding people's minds and you know uh, acceptance and uh exposing people to you know to their lifestyle and to their their um you know their who they are and what they're all about and it's it's great and i highly recommend it so that's my share uh kim do you have a share for this week what kind of stuff should I share? Whatever Just any little tidbit. You want. You you said you've been you've been watching a lot of baseball. How's I'm that going? A lot of baseball. We're in the midst of playoff baseball. Um, Major League Baseball. This is um, tonight is game two of the National League Championship Series. Wow, you series. sound so knowledgeable. <laughs> <laughs> well, over the last five years, I've learned a lot about baseball. I just um, I love it whenever you talk about baseball because I remember like the first time John took you to one. Like, and you were like, Ooh, and now yeah. you're like, so into it. I love it. Love. I love yes. love. For people who don't know me personally, um, my partner is very into baseball. And on our second date, we actually watched the Cubs win the world series. And huh. I turned to him and I said, I hope this isn't a deal breaker, but I don't really like baseball. <laughs> and then, and um, now look where and, you are. And like, isn't the Cubs winning? Like, I know. That was enough. a huge deal. That's was, a huge thing, right? Yeah, I just love a, that at the biggest thing you were like, yeah, I was like, I'm not for me. Like, I was like, <laughs> no, I don't understand it. I don't care about it. Um, but yes, then um, we ended up watching a lot of baseball. Um, he was doing this thing where he went to all of the baseball stadiums. So I watched a lot of baseball. Now I'm super, super, super into it. Um, and yeah. I, the Dodgers have advanced to the National League Championship Series. For those of you listening who might be Giants fans, I completely agree um, that uh, the game, uh, the series ended on a really sour note because it was a check swing that was called as a strike. It shouldn't have been. So, wow, Kim I don't Cooper, know what that means, sports but commentator. Sound, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's baseball news with Kim. <laughs> 
<laughs> cool, cool. Oh, smart. Goodie, um, what's your share? Mine is very basic. I just discovered um, anchovies on toast. Ooh. Very like canned, good. canned anchovies? Yeah. It's, uh, I had it on like a Caesar salad because instead of like doing croutons, I realized I don't really care for croutons. Um, they just brought out a, like a little toasted piece of bread and like had anchovies because Caesar salads have anchovy in the dressing. Um, and then last night had made like a char, mm, char, charcuterie that board. Uh-huh. And then I added, I just made like, I got some anchovies with it, like toasted and I was like, Oh, this is like a good alternative. I think to also like a breakfast, right? Like yeah. it's just toast and like it's high in protein and like yeah, the salt and the butter tastes really good. Does it, does it stay fishy smelling in your place or in your kitchen after when you open? When you use anchovies, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'm that sensitive to pungent smells, oh, okay. mostly because, um, not that sorry, this is gonna not because I'm Korean, but obviously that's not a blanket statement for all Koreans, right? But like, I don't know if I notice. I eat box macaroni and cheese, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite box macaroni and cheese, Kim? My favorite is just like the real deal, like the craft. But craft, like, I will. We we buy the Annie's in bulk from Costco because it gives you the sense that it's a little bit better. <laughs> My friend also loves Kraft's mac and cheese, like box it's mac so and cheese good. is her favorite. Yeah, yeah, so good. And just like it, I don't know if it actually is filling, but like after you're done eating it, you're just like I, I feel satisfied. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um. Cool, cool. Well, that is the end of our stretch and share. Now we're going to transition into our makeup portion, which um, is a more of a skincare. Yeah, because we're talking about uh, eye cream, serums, and sunscreen. Um, that's why I don't have any makeup on today because we are talking more skin skincare stuff. So I wanted to talk about like what serums would be good for my skin. Um, though, Quincy, you are wearing makeup today. Can you- I'm wearing makeup for the first time in a long time on the side. <laughs> can, can you, can you tell us what you are, what you are wearing? I'm yes. very interested. I am wearing, um, moisturizer, sunscreen, put on p- primer, BB cream. Kim, I am obsessed with this BB cream we got together. Oh my it gosh. Was- Amazing. recommended this BB cream and it's incredible. It's is BB Misha. cream a foundation? It's uh, how do I explain it? I always fuck it up. Um, how do you describe BB cream? But it's like, it's like for the face, right? Yes. Mm. It's a, a Korean product here. I, I don't want like the American version of it. Cause they, you know, they make it like American-y. It's like a lighter to me. I consider it like a lighter coverage foundation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember you guys talking about it and I was just like, you, you guys aren't calling it foundation, but it sounds like it's a foundation. So it's, it's in, in place of a foundation. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. It says if you have oily skin, you can use BB cream instead of, um, uh, BB cream has enough moisturizer in it to cover you. Oh. Um, and not have, you don't need moisturizer. I guess it just really depends on your skin. It's skincare infused makeup that conceals small blemishes or uneven tones while providing hydration, sun protection, or vitamins. So it just is like a boosted foundation. But the one that I recommended, Kim was really sheer because she was looking for something really sheer. Um, And I really enjoy it. So I have primer, concealer, BB cream, blush, uh, eyeliner. Uh, I filled in my eyebrows, did my mascara, and then I uh, set it with a setting powder. 
Okay. And is blush. that, did you do cat eye? Yes. Okay. Do you have a, and then any eyeshadow. Eye? sorry. And eyeshadow. And, and, and did you do a crease line with three colors or just one color? Three colors. Yes. But this eyeshadow palette is very, 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 very subtle. Okay. Yeah. It looks subtle, but I, I mean, it surprises me. I'm trying to, it doesn't Here. look like you have three you colors. Guys, I'll give you guys a close up. This is a very subtle eyeshadow palette. In my 20s, when I used it, I was like, this is a stupid palette. Because um, like you couldn't see like like oh, you know I, I wanted like a like a smoky like I wanted like a dark dramatic eye uh-huh. and it's a very like neutral warm tone. Um, I can pop off and like grab it for you so you can look. But now as an a more of an adult, it's just very subtle and it gives just like it makes my eyes pop here. You can. I'll come closer. She's getting closer so I can see. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And so there are three colors there. You're saying. Yes. So I have like a, a nudie orangey and then I have like a very soft, like light, 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 light brown, and then a little bit of sheer. Okay. And that was all buffed and diffused Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and just dive into the topic for today. I did um, a lot of research on eye cream because I've been very like meh oh, about eye cream lately. I'm what about you, Kim? Interested. What are you I'm, interested in first? I'm interested in learning about eye cream. I'm starting to get into skincare um, now that I'm out of my 20s and uh, I recently went to the dermatologist for the first time to get, oh, yeah, like, I remember you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was good and exciting. And I wanted to ask like, you know, also about like, I've been getting into sunscreen and stuff like that. So I wanted to get his recommendations. And so that was all very helpful. Um, and I think that, I think that I'm very, uh, lucky genetically to, I've not noticed like fine lines yet, but, and I hadn't used really any, um, serums or anything up to this point, but I want to continue to be preventative, you know, what was the overall gist from your dermatologist? Any like good tips or any insight? Um, he, I mean, he, it was, it was very interesting. I didn't have a lot of time with him. Um, but I did, uh, I did definitely want to ask about like what, uh, moisturizers he recommended because, I have not in the past been super good about wearing sunscreen all the time. And now I carry sunscreen with me in my purse and I like reapply, try to be good about reapplying every two hours. I don't typically wear makeup like in the day, um, like in the day to day. So that makes it easier, but I did bring my sunscreen that I like to okay. use. Ooh. Um, this is the one that I really like. It's La Roche-Posay. You can just get it at Target. Um, and this is the melted milk sunscreen because I, I don't, I don't like a white cast, but also like, um, oftentimes I notice that in my elbows, like when I sweat, like, uh, it'll get really like chalky in my elbows, okay. especially the more you reapply throughout the day. So I like this one cause it's really, um, it's lightweight, but uh, it's, it's good coverage, I think. Um, so is that for your face and your body? I use it on face and body, but I okay. don't have super sensitive skin on my face. But what my, uh, what my dermatologist had recommended is he recommended, um, of course, like he was like, if you, if you're interested in spending the money Elta MD, which Quincy, I'm sure you've heard of, like, it's like a very expensive, like, um, Mm. uh, uh, 
moisturizer that's like SPF moisturizer that's like on every every single list online of like dermatologist recommended SPF moisturizers, like that's always on it. Um, it's like $40 for a bottle. So I was like, I don't really want to spend that. I don't need a $40. No, um, he also recommended this. Serabi is good. Or I don't, I I never know if it's Serab or Serave, but yeah, that's a good brand. Yeah. I've heard it as CeraVe, but I actually, or CeraVe. Um, but this is really nice and I don't feel that it leaves a white cast and then lightweight in a PM Mm -hmm. that I've been using in the PM. Okay. Their eye cream came up. The day one has SPF in it. What's that? Okay. The day one has sunscreen in it. Yep. The day one has, um, SPF 30 broad spectrum sunscreen. And then the nighttime one does not have the nighttime Mm -hmm. probably has more moisture hydration properties. Probably I'm guessing. I didn't Cerave. actually look at them. I was like, it's good. If the dermatologist says it's good, then it's good. And it's really, <laughs> it's really affordable too. Yeah. It's very affordable. Like currently, like, like everything, no frills. Yeah. Everything that, that I'm using currently is like from, from the drugstore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Where it's accessible. Um, yeah. Cool. Cool. So Quincy, tell us about eye cream and serums. Um, I, I, I don't know about eye cream or serum mm-hmm. as much either. Um, and, but I do, I, I, remember, I remember before you mentioned that serums are good for just doing stuff for your face overall on a regular basis. And I think, I think it was the episode with Donzel. He said that like, there's a, there's serums for everything. So like for me, if I wanted to smooth out my skin more, so I have less like dark spots, there's a serum for that. Is that True. Yeah, I did not know there's eye care. So within eye care, like your eye care there, I just said it three times. There's eye serums, eye gel and eye cream. And that goes from light, uh, lightest to thickest. Huh. Um, I stopped using eye cream because um, I guess if you use too much of a heavy cream, because your eye skin is very thin, it has like, it's very thin. Um, and so I was using too thick of a cream and I was getting either, um, a, not a, a sty or milieu, mm. um, which is like, they're, they, they're not, they're like bumps. They're like whiteheads without the white head part. Um, and that's from like clogging your pore. And so oh, I was like, no. I don't know if I really need extra support. So I've just been like making sure I moisturize more. Um, it just depends on what you're looking for. Um, for serums and gels, the consistency might be a little bit similar. If you have, if you're tend, to, if you tend to be like oilier on the eyes, using a gel will help. Um, the interesting thing that came up for me in my research was their whole. The biggest thing was like, if you have dark circles from like genetics or, um, you know, staying up and partying or whatever, like uh, lifestyle choices kept yeah. coming up. Being like, tired. <laughs> yeah. Like, so if, if, if you're, if you're tired, if you're, you know, not taking care of your skin because you're doing other things that like, I, I, I care is not going to, eye creams aren't going to reverse those things. That's like a lifestyle thing. But well, if you're you looking have to like make more responsible choices, choices exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep my dark circles. Yeah. Um, and then it was interesting because dark circles are just, I guess the blood vessels in your eyes being more visible, mm-hmm. which yeah. is insane. So it's uh, not necessarily about. like indicative of 
like we think of it as like, oh, you're tired or you're, you know, whatever. Yeah. Hungover. But it could just be like, yeah, some people just have them. Yeah. Like, so it's a genetic thing. Um, So the whole thing for me that I was learning was it's just about just brightening it more, um, being preventative um, and just um, helping your skin, give it your eye, the, the skin, eye skin, the skin around your eye, like just a little bit more love. Okay. Yeah. And are you interested in looking for an eye cream or eye gel? Um, I I don't, I'm not at this point. I think I'm I'm more interested in serums that apply to the whole face. Mm -hmm. What about you, Kim? Are you, are you in, into wanting to specifically focus on eye stuff? I mean, I'm interested in starting eye cream. Um, but I'm also interested in serum. Um, I started using a vitamin C serum. Nice. That I Ooh. brought. Uh, again, what, it's La Roche. What, what is that supposed to do? So from what I read on a line, um, and I didn't get an opportunity to ask my dermatologist about this. And I was asking about a, a bunch of others, <laughs> um, but, uh, vitamin C serum, um, helps with hydration, anti-aging, um, and, and it also, yeah, brightening. And I've also read online that it helps, um, with like, preve- like, uh, with de- this is not the right word, but like deflecting free radicals, um, which like can develop cancer, um, So I've been using it and my skin is so much more hydrated. I've noticed with it. And I like this one because there's some that are super expensive, like $60, $120 for like this size. And I think Um, it's supposed to be in a darkened bottle like that Yeah, because with sun exposure, it'll like just disappear. So like when you wear it, you're supposed to wear it with sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I like this one too, because I read online that um, it can smell like bacon uh, <laughs> no, this one doesn't, but I'm interested in, uh, in starting like a retinol, um, serum or adding like hyaluronic acid. Yeah. Hyaluronic acid is great. I use one, um, one by the ordinary It's like $7 for a little bottle. Oh. That's like a huge hydration boost. Hydration. Retinol is great because of like, it helps with collagen and cell cellular production, um, as far, and I'm sure this is with any skincare, but specifically for the eyes, um, you want something with caffeine or green tea in it because that will help, that will help, um, brighten everything, um, out. Um, and then like it, it increases like there's something called matrix sol 3000 and that helps with your collagen peptides. The retinol I mentioned helps with cell production, vitamin, vitamin C is a brightener. And then Niacinamide. Mm, I've read wrong. this word. I don't know how to say it either. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah, either. I have read it. Yeah. And it's a bit of both, like so between vitamin A and vitamin C. So vitamin C is anti-aging and then vitamin C is a brightening and you get like the best of both worlds with when, it. When you say brightening, do you mean, do you mean like dealing with dark spots? Is that something I should be looking into considering I have like spots that are darker and I want to try to create a more even, a more even tone throughout my face. Like I specifically have this dark, just kind of like center spot in my middle of my forehead. Is that mm-hmm. something, you know, I don't know. Cause is, is that, is that just a dark spot as far as your skin texture? Or is it like, a, is, is it from like acne? Is it sorry? I, I think it's from acne. It's from me you know, I, I have gotten like the pimples like right there. And so I probably was like 
stabbing them and and popping them you know in my thing one of the things that women said is like straight up if you have like dark circles like under your eyes like um or like puffiness like concealer is your best way to go besides like like surgery or whatever because these are like all creams and they'll have some temporary effects so if you have like puffy eyes and you're trying to de-puff like the cream isn't going to suddenly magically make it go away Mm mm-hmm and and the serums are more sounds like most of the serums are for hydration, not hydration, necessarily for vitamins. coloring. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just to help your skin feel good. And then so when you do apply makeup, it's like a smoother canvas. Mm-hmm. So it's more about texture than mm-hmm. uh what it looks like, yeah. the palette. Yeah. Okay. And then the the most other interesting thing that keeps popping up for me that's new is like anything fermented. Like fermented ingredients are really good because it helps um, draw out. Again, this is like science shit that I'm like, I don't know what this means, but it sounds really good. Um, like it says it, it, it pretty much what happens is it, it draws out the amino acids in your skin, which then helps um, your skin absorb everything. So at the end of the day, it's just about making sure your skin is hydrated and happy and healthy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, so last week, uh, or not the last a few episode, a few weeks ago, um, we had talked about toners. So I had gotten a thing called there's witch hazel yes. with aloe vera. Yes. Yeah. I recommended yeah, this. Um, yeah. You recommended that to me. Um, so I, th- today was the first time I used it. Uh-huh. I, so after I got out of the shower, I put it on a con pad and put it over my face and then I put lotion on top. Um, I, I, I did feel, I feel, felt like moisturized, I guess, because I also felt very sweaty. <laughs> I felt like, oh, this is, I, I felt like I could feel it on my face and the moisture was making me feel sweaty. I don't know. Have, uh, Interesting. Is that something? I, I experience that sometimes, like when I've applied stuff out of the shower um, and I, like I'll like fan, uh-huh. my, fan my face. But um, yeah, I mean, I would recommend and Quincy, please jump in here because I'm not a skincare expert. Um, no, but Quincy not. had also recommended the Thayers to me. And um, I have just been pouring a little like like nickel size of it into my hand and then like pressing it into my face. Okay. Um, instead of using the cotton swab. And then I try to let it dry, bef- like completely dry before I put the, uh, before I put like moisturizer or SPF on. Okay. Um, like a, a few minutes or so? Just until it feels like dry to the touch. And then in my experience, that has helped a lot with, um, with it or like don't. Um, and I also saw online, I'm not going to do this personally, but I saw online that you're not supposed to keep your skincare in your bathroom because the temperature changes can affect um, the efficacy of the skincare. Again, I'm not going to do this. I'm too lazy. It has to be right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have I have some friends who have a it's essentially a refrigerator. It's a yeah, mini fr- it's essentially a mini fridge huh. that you can pay extra for to put your skincare in. Yeah, I don't do this either. All my skincare stuff is just in my bedroom, but oh, I do keep smart. I keep yeah. my sheet masks in storage in my fridge though. In oh, my actual fridge. Smart. I don't, I don't, I don't have a separate fridge. I'm just like, yeah. I don't need a separate fridge, but yes, if you, yeah. cause the, you keep it cold to make it last yeah. longer. But and also, I guess it feels better. Cause it's like soothing. Right. But also okay. Like if you applied it outside of your bathroom, cause there's so much condensation in there anyway, that might help with like not feeling so. Yeah. So yeah. Good. I, I will say though, too, like I had run out of face lotion uh, like a few days ago. So the old bottle I had, I was really kind of like, 
whenever I was putting lotion on, I kind of, it was very, very, um, light because I didn't have much left, but today I had gotten, I had gotten, I had ordered the, the toner and, and, and more face lotion. And I had gotten them today. So that I was able to use them. So I think maybe, maybe my skin just felt the exact kind of like the infusion of kind of moisture. It's just like, Oh, you haven't even been <laughs> moisturizing regularly a lot. Now you got this and, and, uh, Thayer's and the moisturizer, you, you're moist. You're really moist. <laughs> um, so maybe that will, that was it too. Um, but yeah, I, I used it for the first time I felt moist. Um, and I was like, okay, we'll, uh, we'll keep going. We'll see how, how it, uh, progresses, um, over time. Um, uh, any, any thematic, uh, connection you made to you know, today's. I have a really hard makeup? time with this one. I kept thinking and I could not come up with like a really clever one without it being too long. Okay. Well, mine isn't very clever. Um, it's just the fact that we're talking about, um, multiple skincare things. So like Avengers infinity war, we had multiple Avengers coming together to take care of the world and attempt to defeat Thanos. So mine that was, was my a thematic. similar one where it was like, I was looking at these ingredients and it was like, you need a lot of things to get together. <laughs> and I was <laughs> You need a lot of things. You need to get the Avengers to for your face. Eye cream. Yeah. You need a full four, a full hour for all of your, the, the, your skincare items to get together and then finally put them on your face. Uh, yeah. Also, if you guys want a list, I, I have a list of both affordable slash splurge eye creams and like serums Ooh. I can send over to you I guys. I love that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm only going to buy off the affordable ones, but I love to look up the <laughs> splurge ones and be like, I love to look up like expensive skincare. And I'm like, Oh my God, how, <laughs> how well does this work for it to be worth it to people? Like the La Mer stuff, like $125 for I like know. one I hear else. JLo rubs La Mer all over her body and that's her secret. Wow. Hmm. That's a lot of, wow. That's a lot of La Mer. Is that expensive? Is that yeah. It's like this like little so jar of like eye cream. That's like, over a hundred dollars. Oh, I just, oh, and it's just eye cream and she, I think so. Right. They That's ha- what that they is. Have a, they Other have a stuff. lot of products. Yeah. They have a lot yeah. of products, but they're all like extremely expensive. Like so, so expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, cool, cool. Um, and yeah. And if there's any specific serums, like I know you said, they're not gonna, they're not gonna change my skin, but if there are any, I don't know, I, anything that you can recommend in terms of like creating a more even, even skin tone, even though I have just a, yeah, I think when you say that, is it like there's, you have like rough. Cause I remember last time you said you like, had like a dry like patch here, here. You see how I have like these spots here. Mm-hmm. Like, is there something I can treat the, on that? Do you know what like, I would say with that? Things? You know, what has helped my skincare game just, uh, was getting a, fa- a facial. Oh, regular okay. facials have helped. Um, they are not pleasant. I will say they are like, I, my facialist, God bless her. Uh, she <laughs> hand extracts every fucking pore on your face, like up into like your hair hairline. What does um, that mean? It's not fun. Oh, so she, she goes with like a little extraction tool. She steams your face. So your pores open up and she cleanses it. And then she gets like a huge magnifying glass and like extracts all the oil and dirt from your skin. 
And ah. since then, that has been the biggest game changer in my skin. Oh, okay. A part of the spots, if it's really recurring, is just it's a it's a pore, probably with a lot of oil and dirt stuck, um, and it just needs to get out. Okay. Kim mm. space is giving me. This sounds bad. I don't like yeah. to get facials because I'm very ticklish. So I don't like to get my neck touched. But your okay, face I have- is ticklish. That's so cute. Yeah. My, my <laughs> neck is ticklish. She um, doesn't do your neck. It's just your entire face. I thought I was getting oh, facials before I saw her and I was like, oh, facials are so relaxing. And then I went to go see her and I was like, I have a fucking disgustingly dirty face and oh. these are not fun. Cause Where she's is she finding this stuff? She's literally like every single pore, like on wow. like, yeah. So it wow. could just be, you just, your face just needs like a, a deeper cleanse so that like you can then start treating it. Okay. okay. I've also read in my like Googling of serums and stuff like that. And please don't take what any, I, I have to say, oh, like, me neither. you know, like uh, consult a professional. Yeah. I'm not a dermatologist. I'm not yeah, a real makeup. I'm not a makeup artist. Yeah. I'm not in, yeah, I'm not in these, but I read online that, um, uh, so there's like, uh, retinol, uh, serums, but then there's also like retinoid, which it seems like it's a more concentrated tube and, excuse me, I've read online that that can be helpful for like acne and stuff like that. So I'm not sure if that's something you might be interested in looking into, but also I would recommend if you don't already see a dermatologist, like they could see about what's going on with your skin specifically and see like what they're, because there might be like topical or um, internal like things that you can do Mm -hmm. to help uh, to, to help with that. Cool. Cool. Well, it's always good to know what other people just do in their regular lives as well. So that's why I always like to just be like, what, what do you guys do about this? Yeah. Stuff? I'm just uh, really mindful of cleaning my face, like mm. double cleansing, even though I hate it. <laughs> you know, really it gets water SPF. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. SPF probably would help 2K, not with necessarily reducing any existing dark spots, but like with preventing to darken more yeah because like at least for me like anytime I get like a zit or like I have a scar on my hand still from where I was drunk in college and I burned my hand on a toaster oven um, making food when I was drunk and uh like it's like my skin just like hangs on to that scar tissue for a long time so like it's helpful to wear the SPF so that it doesn't um like you know make the scar apparently this i'm starting to get like little sunspots here too and apparently it's because your skin gets more translucent that's why you get sunspots as you get older (laughs) (laughs) and another thing to think about god (laughs) wear your spf kids and stay hydrated and moisturize and keep your skin hydrated go get a mole check once a year yes Great, great advice and tips to uh, help us wrap up the makeup portion of the podcast for today. Um, So yeah, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Um, Thanks, Kim, so much for joining us again. Um, Is there anything you would like to plug or uh, any uh, social medias you want to guide people to to follow you at where they can find you? Follow Marvel and Makeup. on. Oh, yeah. Your, wherever you get your social media and if you're into um watching korean dramas um i co-host the korean drama podcast also on the potluck podcast collective um and uh 
There are currently three seasons out, um, Boys Over Flowers, Secret Garden, and Itaewon Class. So if any of those are your jam and you like this, cool. me, that's another place. Great. I love Marvel and Makeup and wear your sunscreen. Yes, and Thanks sunscreen. Thanks for the plug, Kim. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much. Like Kim said, if you'd like to reach out to us or find out more about Marvel and Makeup, you can follow us at all social media at Marvel Makeup, or you can email us at marvelmakeuppod at gmail.com. Please rate and review subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. And please give us five stars so that our Asian moms will know why we now get triggered when they tell us to dust. <laughs> because the end of Infinity War, they're all dust. They all of them. dust. Um, so yeah, dust. thanks everyone. Catch you next time on Marvel and Makeup. Marvel Makeup is hosted and produced by Quincy Cho and Kay Kanapu. Quincy is an actor-writer based in Los Angeles, California. Kay is a writer-performer for Filipino AF and an alum of the CBS Diversity Sketch Showcase. You can follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Quincy Dinosaur and at Kay Kanapu. The music for Marvel Makeup was composed by Clarence Yap and our artwork was designed by Patty Lynn. You can find them on Instagram at Clarence underscore Yap and at PattyLynn.jpg. See our show notes for even more info. Marvel Makeup is also a member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a network of Asian American hosted podcasts. Please check out our fellow Potluck pods by going to the website, podcastpotluck.com. Hey, Brian, did you go to Saturday school as a kid? I sure did. Did you? Totally. Well, at our podcast, Saturday School, we don't teach a language, but we pass along the culture that we do know. And that's Asian American pop culture. Ada is a journalist, and I'm a professor and film festival programmer. We've watched a lot of great Asian American movies, and we want you to watch them too. Come listen to us as we look back at the pioneering films that have led us to today. Cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, guys. thanks, Cam. Yeah, I, thanks, guys, for having me. I think it's really funny that you guys are just like, more Thanos. More, more Thanos. More Thanos. Come on, give us more of the backstory. Like, he deserves that. We deserves that. <laughs>